The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. But the two said, no, we are well able to take the land. I believe there are some well able men and women in this church who are going to take the world for Jesus. I'm not going to believe the report of the world. The report of the world says the church must never be rich, but minus this church. The richest men and richest women on earth will be in this church. Say that's me. me. Say that's me. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree why verse 14 that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing the message I started last week titled Entering into Unlimited Wealth Through Faith and this is part two. Entering into Unlimited Wealth Through Faith and this is part two. Please understand that God's ultimate desire for your life and my life is to come into the season of unlimited wealth. Not limited, but unlimited wealth. The Bible says that Jesus said in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, it says, the thief cometh not but what to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But look at what Jesus also came to do. He said, but I have come to give you life and to give it what? In more abundance. So that means God's ultimate desire for us is to walk in abundance. God's ultimate desire for us is to walk in abundance. But like I said last week, You cannot walk into the abundance if you're stuck in the old. Jesus said, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Are you following what I'm saying? Now this morning, when you were getting ready to come to church, you didn't wear your clothes that you were wearing Yesterday, you didn't leave them on and wore a new one on top of that. What did you do? You took off the old and put on the new. So if we are going to experience this level of wealth that God is bringing to the body of Christ, we have to renew our mind. Why do we have to renew our mind? Because our mind has been in the old for far too long. And the only way God can bring anything to you is for you and I to renew our mind. Are you following what I'm saying? And God wants us to operate in unlimited wealth. 
And please hear me, wealth is not bad. Wealth is not evil. Money is not evil. Money takes on the character of whoever has it. So if money is in the hands of a drug dealer, the drug dealer will use the money to do drugs. If money is in the hands of someone who loves kebabs and bacons, the money will always go to kebab and bacon shop. It's as simple as that. Now, if money is in the hands of a Christian, a believer, who is a giver, guess what? The money will take on the nature of that individual. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's important for us to understand that God's will for us is to prosper. Third John chapter one and, and two. Third John, the book of Third John chapter one verse two. It says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So God wants you to prosper. Amen. I said God wants you to prosper. Amen. And like I've said, I see a time is coming and now is the time where the wealthiest men and women in the world will be Christians. Amen. The wealthiest men and women in the whole world will be Christians. And the 10 most richest men and women in the whole world in my lifetime will be men and women from Solution Chapel amen. International. Say a good amen to that. Amen. And it will happen in my lifetime amen. and in your lifetime. Amen. So God's will for you and I is to prosper. God's will for us is to prosper. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 8, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. The Bible says that for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was what? Though he was what? Though he was what? Though he was what? For your sake he became what? For your sake he became what? Why, why was that? Because God wants you to be rich. He said, for you know, dearly beloved, that f- f- of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake and my sake, he became what? Amen. Poor. Amen. So if he became poor, why do you want to be a poor again? Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus didn't become poor, so you become poor. Jesus was rich, but because of you, he became what? He became poor. Jesus was rich, but for you and I's sake, he became what? Poor. Why? So that it says that through his poverty, you and I might be rich. Please hear me. Whatever I teach in this church, if it's not in the Bible, don't take it. But if it's in the Bible, take it. Are you following what I'm saying? If I read it and it's in the Bible, then know that it is for you. So that's God's will for us. 
And please hear me, the only person that can prevent you from becoming all that God has destined you to become is you. No one can stop you from becoming what God has destined you to become. The only person that can stop you from becoming what God has destined you to become is who? Is who? No one can even discriminate against you. If you don't give them the permission to. Do you remember the book of Numbers? Numbers chapter 13, I think it is. We won't read it. But when Moses picked up the 12 leaders to go and spy AI, the Bible says that when they came back, they came with two different reports. Ten said, we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers. In our own eyes. So the way you see yourself is the way people will see you. But the two said, no, we are well able to take the land. I believe there are some well able men and women in this church who are going to take the world for Jesus. I'm not going to believe the report of the world. The report of the world says the church must never be rich, but minus this church. The richest men and richest women on earth will be in this church. Say that's me. me. Say that's me. You'll be so rich. You'll be so rich. Your pillow, your pillow will be made of money. Receive it. I receive. I said, receive it. That's where God is taking you to. Now, listen. Don't hate riches. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to be able to go around and see a house on sale and say, I like this one. And you don't think about the price. It is a good thing to go to a restaurant and when you want to eat, you don't look at the right hand side of the menu. You look on the left hand side. It's a good thing. Are you following what I'm saying? The days is always looking. You see, many of you, when you go to shop and you want to buy a shoe or you want to buy a dress, you look at the price tag and say, Ay, it's too expensive. Come on. The day is coming where you don't have to look at the price tag. You see it, you like it, you buy it. Am I preaching to someone this morning? Let me speak to some husbands. Let me speak to some husbands in the church this morning. Husbands, when your wives go on shopping, and they come back and they said, oh, I got some nice things. Your first question should not be, how much is it? <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> how much did you spend today? And say, oh, really, baby? Oh, that's great. Don't even ask how much. You see, when... when <laughs> now, don't say amen now. My wife must not say amen. <laughs> the way my wife is saying a big Amen. <laughs> 
when she said a big amen, it's like I'm trapping myself now. <laughs> oh, mercy, Lord. Why did you let me say that now, Holy Spirit? I'm trapping myself. Have mercy. As for me, I deliver myself out of this one now. <laughs> I deliver myself out of this. Praise God. Your first question should not be how much was it? Are you following me? You should learn to relax and spend. When you have unlimited, you don't think about limitations. That's where God wants to bring us to. Praise God. Say amen to that. You know, God is bringing us to a time where we will be so generous to people around us, far and near. And our generosity is not going to be based on what they have done for us. Our generosity is not going to be based on us expecting thank you from them. Our generosity is going to be based on God's command to us to be a blessing to the world. Say a good amen to that. That's why you have to understand that no man can limit your destiny except you give them the permission to do so. And I will not give any man or any woman, any government or any institution the permission to limit this church. We are not going to be limited in this place. We are going to do great exploits for God. You are going to do great things for God in the name of Jesus. So the scripture we read in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing has redeemed us from what? From the curse of the law. The word redeem means to buy back, to pay the exact amount for something and buy it back. So that's what Jesus did for us. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? The curse of the law was 613 laws that God gave the children of Israel. 613. And if you break one, you've broken all. And the 613 laws were broken into three, three categories. The first is called the ceremonial law, ceremonial law or ceremonial code. The ceremonial law has to do with the way they worship God and the way they worship in the house of God. Their relationship with God and the things of God. That was the ceremonial law. The second is called the civic law. The civic law or the civic code. The civic law has to do with relationship with individuals, one another. Our relationship with one another. Now let me give you an example of of one of the civic laws that God gave them. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 10 and 11. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 10 and 11. Now look at what the Bible says. I'll show you that quickly. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 10 and 11. 
It says, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Verse 11. And the Lord shall make of these plenteous of goods in the fruit of the body. No, that's not the scripture I'm looking for. Deuteronomy chapter what, 24, 24, verse 10 and 11. Let me see if I can find it. Yes, Deuteronomy 24, verse 10 and 11. This has to do with the civic law. The civic law. Now, or the civil law. It says, when thou hast learned thy brother anything, thou shalt not go into his house to fetch his pledge. It's talking about a loan. When you give a brother a loan, you will not go to his house like a bay leaf and try to collect the money. Look at verse 11. Look at the instructions God gave them. Verse 11. It says, but thou shalt stand abroad. Abroad there means you stand outside the house. And the man to whom thou hast lent shall bring out the pledge or the loan abroad unto thee. So that means when you give someone a loan, you don't go to their house knocking on their door. Give me my money back. You don't send letters. That's a civic law. That's a civil law right there. Are you following what, what I'm saying? So now, how can you get to this area if you're not walking in the unlimited? Now, this in this age will not make sense. Somebody will say, what? I give someone a loan. I want them to pay back with a huge interest at their time stated. And if they don't, I'm sending bailiffs to their house. But you see, these are some of the laws that God gave them. And I'm sure some of you here, if, if God says practice this, say, God, no, not me. So the 613 laws were broken into three. What was the first one? Ceremonial. Ceremonial law. What was the second one? Civic the civic law. And the third one is called the moral code or the moral law. The moral law of the moral code has to do with the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And obviously, none of us were able to even keep two before we go to church this morning. That's why we thank God for grace. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And one of the curse of the law in the 613 laws or the curses, one of them is poverty. One of them is what? Poverty. That's why poverty is not part of you. You must hate poverty with a passion. I said you must hate poverty with a passion. Amen. This church will be the most blessed church, the most wealthiest church Amen. in the surface of the earth. Amen. You might not like it, but it's going to be. Yes. Say a good amen to amen. that. And when I say that, I mean you are going to be the most wealthiest Amen. on the surface of the earth. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. The curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hung on the tree. And last week we said a curse is simply defined as an empowerment to fail. 
A care simply means you have been empowered to fail. I don't want that. That means, as for you, failure is your portion. Not your portion, but that's what the Bible, that's what the definition of a curse is. And no one in this church is coming under this curse. But we are coming under what? The blessing. The purpose of what Jesus did is to, for verse 14 to happen, Galatians 3, 14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. So look at how the blessing comes. There is a blessing called the blessing of Abraham. There is a blessing called the blessing of Abraham. Now Abraham was so blessed, Jesus said I have to die to redeem the blessing. Abraham was so blessed, Jesus said, I can't let this blessing go waste. So I have to die to buy back that blessing so my people can walk in that blessing. And the moment we are in Christ Jesus, we have access to that blessing. You said, how? Because the blessing is in Christ Jesus. And the only way we can have access to the blessing is to be in Christ Jesus. Why? It says, through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. How does water get to your house? Through a pipe. Through a pipe. So, once you have a pipe, then there will be water flowing into your house. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, once we are in Christ Jesus, we have access to the blessing. Now, let me ask a question. How many of you will want the blessing of Abraham? Let me see the church. Some people are not lifting up their hands. So you're telling me you don't want it. How many of you will want the blessing of Abraham? Now, how many of you know that the blessing of Abraham did not just fall on him by accident? It didn't happen by an accident. So let's go and look at how Abraham became rich. Let's look at the example. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3. Let's look at Abraham's call and the blessing. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The Bible says, And now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country. So if you're going to walk in Abraham's blessing, you have to follow the footsteps of Abraham. And number one, God says, get thee out of your country. Your country there represents familiar territory. Write it down. It represents familiar territory. Number two, God says, not only that, get thee out of your kindred. Your kindred there represents Familiar people. Familiar people. Anyone who is familiar to your anointing will limit your blessing. Familiar people. And then it says from your father's house. The father's house represents free meal, free 
bed, free house, free food, free electricity, free water, free. It's the father's house represents a free mindset. These are people who want everything free. They come to the church, they even think the church owes them money. They have a free mindset. Are you following what I'm saying? So when they don't get something for free, they get upset and offended. Their father's house represents free. But God says, come out of all these three to a land that I will show you. To the land that I'll show you talks about new opportunities. New things. Come out of the usual into the unusual. I am taking you to a place that is unusual. But the only way you can experience the unusual is to come out of the usual. Come out of the normal. Come out of the everyday norm. You can't sleep every day, nine to five, nine to five, and expect to walk in blessing. It won't happen. To a land that I will show you means new opportunities. There are always great things ahead of you. Stop looking back. You lost some things in the past, praise God. Forget about the things you lost in the past. It's time now to focus. It's time now to look forward. It's time now to strive for new things. It's time now to believe God for some big things. You lost your three-bedroom house. So what? Now God is going to take you into a six-bedroom house. You lost some friends in the past. And so what? God is bringing you loyal friends and loyal brothers and sisters. There are new opportunities ahead of you. Verse 2 of Genesis 12, it says, And I'll make of thee a great nation. Now notice, the blessing always comes with a condition. If you don't move, God will not make you. You see, many people are sitting down and expecting to be made whilst they are not moving. You remember Luke chapter 17, verse 17, thereabout, that the ten lepers came to Jesus, and Jesus said, Go and show yourself to the priest. Jesus hasn't cleansed their leprosy yet, but Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. The Bible says, and as they went, they were cleansed. As they went. Now, can you imagine if they were standing there and said, Jesus, look, the leprosy is still there. They will be there forever. But the Bible says that as they went, why are you sitting down? Amen. Why don't you went? <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? You are sitting there and say, God, when are you going to change things? God says, I said went. You are sitting down. Until you went, there will be no wanting. Amen. Faith works by action. Amen. Faith without works is what? Is dead. We are men and women of faith. We have to act on the instructions that God has given us. Do you know that every time you come to church, you are get, getting money? Do you know that? Yes. Do you know that? Yes. Because faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Every time you come to the house of God, God is giving you insight, ideas to make more wealth. Amen. 
I was, I was, uh, okay. I was somewhere this week with someone. Somewhere very unusual. And we were sitting down discussing some business strategies. How to create more channels and more avenues for God to be a blessing. And whilst we started talking, I started saying this and that and that. If you do this and that and that, in the next 10 years, minimum, you'll be a billionaire. Now, I've gone past millionaire status. Today is our millionaire mindset service. You can't get to a billionaire if you're not a billionaire. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than this shall you do. The greater works level is the billionaire and the trillionaire level. But the works that I do is the millionaire level. Are you following me? And whilst we're talking, I said within 10 years, 10 years, we listed A, Y, Z, Q will lead to becoming minimum a billionaire. That's why when you give, you have to open your mind for God to flash ideas into you. But you see, many of you, God have given you instruction. He gave you some instructions last week. What did you do with it? Nothing. And you're expecting more. He won't move. Until you move, God can move. The Bible says that in the, in the wilderness, when they moved, God was moving with them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. When they were moving, God was moving with them. <laughs> so minimum, minimum you can be in the next 10 years in this church is a billionaire. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Somebody say, billion, pastor, how is that going to be? Minimum. I said minimum you are going to be in the next 10 years is a billionaire. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Learn to say a good amen. amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, you see, you have to understand how God operates. The Bible says that, and God said, and I'll make you a great nation, and I'll bless you and make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, it says, and I'll bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in you shall all the families of the earth be what? Be blessed. How can all the families of the earth be blessed if, if you are not working in wealth? Assuming you want to give one million people a bottle of water three times a day. A bottle of small 330 ml water. That's one pound or one dollar. One million pieces of this is one million dollars. That's just one little bottle of water a day. The minimum you ought to be is a millionaire. And the only way God can bring that to you is if you open your mind. Listen, your nine to five job will not make you a millionaire. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
Pastor, what are you saying? Should I leave my job now? That's not what I said. Your nine to five will not make you a millionaire. Right. If it will, ask your manager. <laughs> ask your manager if they are millionaires. It will not. And no one will pay you more than they pay themselves. The reason why God has given you the opportunity to do a nine to five is to use it as another stream of income. Don't blow everything that comes in every month. I see, I blow. I end, I blow. No, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. I'm teaching you practical things that will help you. You see, the cure, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, I'll say this. Some of you will be cured from just buying, buying, buying. You see, right now, if you cast your mind to your house that you left before coming to church, there are clothes, many clothes somewhere on the floor in your house. They can't fit into your wardrobe. There are clothes you have bought that are in suitcases that you haven't worn two, twice or thrice and yet you are buying buy more. There was a time in this church for, for years I wore one suit for nearly four, four or five years. I wore just one suit Sunday after Sunday. Every Sunday one suit and one shoe, one suit, one shoe. Every Sunday Every Sunday, every weekday, one suit, one shoe, one suit for five years. I said, Pastor, did you not have money? Oh, there was lots of money. I had money. And then one day, I decided to buy one new, one new suit. I wore one new suit. I came to the church. And then one member said, hey, Pastor, today you're wearing a new suit. <laughs> I said, so, I said in my mind, I didn't tell her. I said, so you have been seeing me wear one shoe. One shoe, one suit. You didn't buy me one. After I bought myself one, you are saying, hey, pastor. It's not that I don't have the money to buy. Are you following what I'm saying? There's a man of God in the US. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name because if I do, you know him. Has the largest church. They were interviewing him and, and the wife was saying that he's been wearing the same shoe the same shoe for 17 years. Same shoe, Sunday after Sunday, for 17 years. Can you believe it? Not different ones, one shoe for 17 years. You say, how is that possible? It's possible. Not that he doesn't have the money. The fact that you have the money doesn't mean you just go shopping. Please hear me. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't have to drive through McDonald's. You have to drive past McDonald's. Praise God. Now all the McDonald's managers, I'm not spoiling your business now. Praise God. All the managers in there, I'm not spoiling your business. But I'm, I'm just trying to get you to understand that a little savings here and there will get you to where God wants to take you. God forbid there are some families, if emergency hits now, they don't have 10 pound savings. And this nation 
and the world is going to face harsher levels of economic crisis. That's why the children of God need to be wise, prepare, and get ready. Some fear time is coming. God is going to give you opportunities to buy properties. You're going to be in the real estate business. You have many houses, renting to many people. How is that going to happen if you save? And so, Pastor, but it's nothing. Start saving small. It begins from somewhere. So if we are going to be like Abraham, we have to do what Abraham did. Now, in Genesis chapter 13, verse 1, look at verse 1 and 2. Look at verse 12. God said, get out and I'll make you. Now, I want you to look at the reliability of God's word. Every time God gives you an instruction, it's so reliable you can bank your whole life on it. Genesis 13, 1 and 2. The Bible says, and Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the land, into the south. And Abraham was very rich in what? In cattle, in what? In silver, and in what? In gold. Look at the three levels of very rich. In cattle, someone said, oh, Pastor, I don't like cattle. Okay, let's forget about the cattle. I don't like moo. Okay, let's forget about the cattle. Let's move to the next one. He was what? Very rich in what? Silver. Do you like silver? You like silver? Now, someone said, Oh, I really don't. I'm not on a silver level. Okay, let's move to the next level. And he was very rich in what? In gold. Do you like gold? Yes. Oh, do you like gold? Yes. Why are you not wearing gold this morning? If you know. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? So he was very wealthy. He was very rich. Notice, there are levels of being rich. He was very rich. How rich? How rich? I said, how rich? How many of you would like to be very rich? When we are describing you, we say, he or she is very rich. Hallelujah. And you will become very rich. Say a good amen. I said you will become very rich in the name of Jesus. You will not die poor. You will not die broke. You will not leave debt for your children. Say a good amen. You will not leave debt for your children. Because the Bible says a good man, a good woman, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. In the name of Jesus, that is how it's supposed to be. Abraham was very rich. Let's look at the end of Abraham. Genesis 24 verse 1. Genesis 24 verse 1. The Bible says that, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? All things. Wow. Amen. That's how your end is going to be. Amen. 
God is going to bless you in all things. That's how your end is going to be. I said God is going to bless you in how many things? In all things. And the only people who have access to walking in the blessing of all things is those who seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Are you following what I'm saying? So the time has come for you to experience the blessing of all things. Question, what did Abraham do to enter into the realms of unlimited wealth? Because we are looking at Abraham as an example. Praise God, because he did it so we can do it as well. Genesis chapter 14 from verse 18 to 20. We're looking at what Abraham did because walking into the unlimited world did not just happen by chance or accident. He did something. Listen, unlimited wealth is not by accident or by chance or by luck. One day, one day I'll be lucky. (laughs) One day, one day I'll be lucky. My friend, you'll be there forever. One day, one day, one day, one day. Genesis chapter 14 from verse 18 to 20. I read, the Bible says that, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine And he was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. That's unlimited wealth. Where you have so much wealth, you have now become possessor of heaven and earth. When you sneeze here on earth, heaven will respond. I said, when you sneeze here on earth, heaven will respond. I said, when you sneeze here on earth, heaven will respond. That's the level God is bringing you into. Possessor of heaven and earth. Look at verse 20. The Bible says that, and blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. You see, When you walk in the blessing, God will deliver your enemies into your hands. Every enemy trying to destroy you, God will deliver them into your hands. They will bow before you in the name of Jesus. And look at what Abraham did. This is the key. The Bible says that, and Abraham did what? Gave him tithes of all. That's a secret right there. That's a secret for walking into unlimited wealth. And Abraham gave him the tithes of all. He gave Melchizedek, who was a high priest, a type of Christ. The tithe is what prevents the devil from having access to your booty. The tithe 
preserves your lot. The Bible says that the tithe of the land all belongs to God. Now look at, look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8. Verse 7 and 8, quickly, let me show you something. Please understand, this is so key. If you and I are going to work. Now, Abraham was so blessed. The same level of blessing Abraham walked in. We begin with the tithe. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says that, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the what? Better. Is that true? Is that true? Let's say we are the less. Jesus is the better. God is the better. Who is going to bless who? Hallelujah. God is going to bless us. Look at verse 8. Verse 8, it says that, and here men that die receives what? They do what? So, for instance, in the church, when you come, we receive the tithe. Is that right? We are men. Is that right? Will we die one day? Yes, of course. It says, and here, men that die receive what? The tithe. But what? There he receiveth them. Who is he talking about? Jesus. Now, here on earth, when you bring in the tithe, we receive it. In the natural. But as we are doing it in the natural. The same is happening in the realm of the spirit. It says but there he receiveth them. What is the them he's talking about? The tithe. It says of whom it is witness that he liveth. Who is it? Jesus Christ. So every time you bring in the tithe into the house of God. It's not man that is receiving it. Jesus is seated on the right hand side of God. Looking and getting excited. And receiving it. And the moment he receives the tithe. He pours you out a blessing. Here men receive it. There he receives it. Glory be to God. That's why when we bring in the tithe. We open ourselves up for the blessing. And a time is coming where, like Abraham, he gave Melchizedek the tithe of all. Do you know what that means? The tithe of all means he he was tithing on all levels. Personal tithing and corporate tithing. Now what works in personal works in the corporate. Do you know that this church tithes corporately into other bigger ministries? That's what we have never lacked. We have never lacked from day one. We have never looked at the church as our source. God is our source. The word is our supply. He uses systems and channels to bring in the harvest. Do you know that there are sometimes people outside of this church tithe, oh Jesus, on a higher level into this church. Because when you, when you tithe, when the church tithes corporately, guess what? The blessing in that higher ministry flows into us. Amen. And the us there is you. Amen. You the tither. So when you don't tithe, you block in the flow of the blessing into your life. Amen. This church 
is eight years. Eight years. I have never taken a salary from this church. Eight years. Isn't that right? Eight years. We'll be nine years next year. It's not that the church is not blessed. The church is blessed. Are you following what I'm saying? So we need to understand. Now, we don't want one side of the church to work in the blessing and the other side is working in the curse. Listen, when you don't tithe, you are cursed with a curse. I mean, it's as simple as that. Malachi 3, 8. It says, shall a man rob God? He said, wherein have we robbed you? He said, in tithes and in offerings. In tithes and in offering. Malachi 3, 8, it says, bring ye all the tithe. Verse 10, bring in all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be room enough, there may be meat. Okay, let's start from verse 8. Malachi 3, 8. It says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Now, why would God say you have robbed me if the tithe is yours? Why would God say you have stolen from me if the tithe is mine? Now, listen. Pastors are not exempted from tithing. You know, there are some churches who say, oh, I'm the pastor, so I'm not supposed to tithe. That's rubbish. That's lack of knowledge. The Bible says all must tithe, including the pastor. We must be, the pastors must be the number one tithers. Now, if you don't tithe as a pastor, how do you expect the members to tithe? You've put a curse on the whole church in the first place. You can't say I'm the one only to receive. No, 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 that's wrong. That is wrong doctrine. So, it says, will a man rob God yet? You have robbed me. But he said, wherein have we robbed thee? And he says, in tithes and in offering. Verse 9. It says, because of that, ye are cursed with the what? A curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Curse with a curse. That's double curse. Curse raised to the power square. God forbid. I don't want that. What is the curse? The curse is an empowerment to what? To fail. So, if God says you are cursed with a curse, that means double empowerment to double fail. <laughs> I don't want that in my life. Verse 10, it says, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse represents the church where you are fed. You are not fed here and then you take the tithe to a TV ministry out there. This is your house. This is the house you are fed. You don't give the tithe to a professional prophet sitting somewhere in a country with the alphabet Z. Now, I didn't mention any country's name. You have a professional prophet somewhere with a country with the alphabet W or A, or S, or G, or capital N. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> or a capital what? N. 
bring the tithe to the storehouse. And the house of the Lord is the storehouse. Now, look at what he will say he will do. He said that there may be meat in my house. The word meat there talks about revelation. Every time you tithe, God brings revelations. Revelation of how to multiply you. Business breakthrough. Connections here and there. Quickly as we get ready to close. It says, prove me now here with say the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you. I want you to notice that word. I will not open you first. So when you bring in the tithe, God will open you first. Because if you are not opened, you can't receive what he's bringing. Open mind, open faith, open heart. You have to first be open. God opens you first. Some of you are looking for the windows of heaven to be open, but no, you need to be open first before you can contain everything in the windows of heaven. Now, how can Bill Gates have access to windows? You, you didn't get it. How can Bill Gates have access to windows? And you and I, who are children of the Most High God, are supposed to have access to the windows. Even Bill Gates understands tithing. He gives more, and yet he's still the wealthiest man in the world. Are you following what I'm saying? God said, I will open you the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out a blessing that there may not be room enough to what? Receive it. Say a big amen to that. That's the level we are coming to. The room enough blessing is that level of blessing where your bank manager will be calling you, Mr. Segbeji. Where is this money coming from? The money is so much. We don't understand where it's coming from. That's more than enough blessing. As we close, please listen. Let me explain the tithe a little bit more. Because some people don't understand what the tithe is. The purpose of the tithe is not to make the pastor or the church rich. When you bring in the tithe, you're not bringing it to the pastor. You're not bringing it to the church. Remember Hebrews chapter 7 verse 8. He receives it up there. You're bringing it unto the Lord. Follow me carefully. Now, when you go to a restaurant and you buy a meal, you finish eating and you're about to leave, what do you request for? The bill. The bill or the check depending on which country you are in. When I was in the US, after I finished eating, I said, can I have the bill, please? They said, what? (laughs) Bill, bill doesn't work here. (laughs) It's the check. (laughs) so, So, you ask for the bill, right? When you request for the bill, and you are given a bill of, say, 120 pounds, 
and the person who served you was really nice and you want to tip the person because you are generous, what do you give first, the tip or the bill? Which one do you pay first? Which one do you pay first? The bill. Isn't that right? Why? Because the bill is mandatory. Once you have eaten, you have to pay the bill. The tithe is mandatory. We pay the tithe. That's why God says, you have robbed me in tithes and in offering. The, 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 uh, the tip is a free will giving. You understand? The, the server, the waitress cannot say, uh, give me 10 pounds. No. You decide. It's free will. But the bill you have to pay is non-negotiable. The tithe is non-negotiable. Don't, don't now go asking God, <laughs> is it gross or net? Question, what level do you want the blessing on? Gross or net? Because you only receive on the level at which you bring it. Finally, as we close, there's a family in this church. A gentleman joined the church a few years ago. And uh, he said he doesn't believe in the tithe. I said, okay, don't worry, we'll keep preaching. He doesn't believe in the tithe. I was preaching, preaching for years. And one day he said, okay. One, one of the years he said, okay, pastor has been teaching on this tithe thing. Let me try it and see. So that year he started tithing. And when he started tithing, that year he came to testify that for the first time, I have more money saved than I normally do when I was not tithing. For the first time. For the first time. And then after that, God blessed him with a wife. You know, they were happy. You know, and then I asked them, guys, when are you going to have a baby? I said, oh, pastor, we are waiting. I said, what are you waiting for? You know, Jesus is going to come soon. When Jesus comes, you know, you can't have a baby when you get to heaven. <laughs> you know, so you have babies here now. Are you following me? Uh, so we talked and talked. Okay, we say we'll see. Now, I remember when obviously he was single and then he got married, they were living in a small room, in a small flat, a very small flat. I think it's a one bedroom flat with a, you know, a small hall there, you know, and so on and so forth. So God blessed them. Finally, the wife became pregnant. They had babies and so on and so forth. They had babies. And then we went to visit them and he said, Pastor, you know, we are believing God to move, but we don't know how. You know, now that these babies have come, and all I said is, so far as you are a tither, God is faithful Amen. to that extent. Amen. And listen, they started looking. I said, go and look. They started looking, and not long after that, in less than six months, they moved from a small bedroom flat to I think a three bedroom house which they bought and this is the good part you see when you are tied that God will break laws for you Amen. he will change the rules for you Amen. this was the good part now they didn't have almost the full deposit then but guess what happened the person that they were buying from gave them the deposit 
for the house. what I'm saying, what I'm basically telling you church, is that you cannot be a tither and the heavens will shut over you. Amen. This church there should be no, I don't know who tithes and who doesn't, it's not my business. It's between you and God. But there should not be a single person in this church that doesn't tithe. Because, do you know, the reason why God wants me to teach this is because there is an unlimited level of wealth coming to this house. It's coming to every single member of this house. Now, if you haven't been tithing, the opportunity has now been given to you. Remember, God will not force you. In this church, we will not even call you and say, did you tithe today? (laughs) We don't do that in this church. Nobody investigates your giving. Your giving is between you and God. But I'm telling you, Abraham walked in the unlimited wealth because of the tithe. And you and I can come to that same level. And I see it happening for you in the name of Jesus. I said I see it happening for you in the name of Jesus. I said I see it happening for you in the name of Jesus. Now, today is our millionaire mindset service. I want you to put your hand on your head and I'm going to decree some blessing over you. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So from today, I decree that God will change your thinking. I said God will change your thinking. Your thinking will be on a higher level. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, the Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. So therefore from today, I decree the mind of Christ into you. I decree the mind of Christ into you. A mind that thinks on a higher level. A mind that thinks on business level. A mind that knows no limitation. In the mighty name of Jesus, every form of limitation is removed today. Today begins a new day. The minimum you'll be in the next 10 years is a millionaire. The minimum you'll be in the next 10 years is a millionaire. From today, I release you into the unlimited wealth. I pray that God will give you ideas. God will give you concepts. God will give you the spirit of boldness. You'll move from one level of glory to another level of glory. The favor of God will locate you. The favor of God will locate you. Today, by an extension of faith, I use your hand to decree the commanded blessing over your life. The commanded blessing over your life. The blessing of the Lord that make it rich. I release that blessing over you today. I release that blessing over you today. I I release that blessing over you today. I release that blessing over you today. You are blessed and not cursed. You are blessed and not cursed. You will forever walk in the blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today, favor is coming to you. Open doors. Open doors. Open favor. Open nations. Open heaven. Open mind. God will give you ideas. 
Ideas to create new wealth. New wealth. New wealth. Unlimited wealth. In the name of Jesus. Whatsoever your hand touches from today is blessed. Whatsoever your mind thinks from today is blessed. We decree you blessed. We decree you blessed. No man can curse you. I release the blessing of Abraham over you. I release the blessing of Abraham over you. The blessing of a thousand times more. The blessing of a thousand times more. Your hands will carry great things. Your hands will carry great things. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will give you concepts and ideas for nations. Concepts and ideas for nations. Concepts of how to make money. Concepts of how to make wealth. Concepts of how to create unlimited wealth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. From today you will prosper. From today you will flourish. From today you will be the head and never the tail. In the name of Jesus. Your mind is enlarged. Your mind is expanded. Your mind can contain the harvest. The wealth that God is bringing. Your mind will be able to contain it. Your mind will not fight it. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Come on give Jesus some praise. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the time. Listen. I sat this week. And God started giving us ideas. How to become a billionaire. Minimum in 10 years. So every time you come. Open your mind. Every time you give. See. No one in the Bible. Read the whole Bible. God has never opened the heavens and thrown money and hit somebody before. <laughs> He'll give you ideas. Yeah, when Solomon gave, God showed up in a dream. Everyone that God has ever enriched is through ideas, concepts. Open your mind. Amen. And it begins from the mind. If you limit your mind, nothing will come through. Are you following me? And God will open some unexpected doors this week. And I pray for you. I pray for you especially. That God will give you the spirit of boldness. The spirit of boldness. Because some of the ideas he will give you. Will not make sense. He will give you the spirit of boldness. To be able to move. Into what he has told you to do. In Jesus name. Amen. You know I love you. You know I want you to be the head. Amen. You know I want nothing less for you than to walk in the blessing. Amen. Nothing less than to walk in the blessing. That's my absolute desire. I have no other desire. I don't want to see you broke. The purpose of teaching this is not to get anything out of you. God knows my heart. That's why we take our offering before the word. So you don't say, oh, he's preaching this because he wants a big offering. No, 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 no. Are you getting, get this. 
please get this. If you don't get these simple truths, you miss God. We don't even wait for people to come to church before we take offering in this church. We don't. They say, oh, let's wait when more people are here. No, come on now. But this church has never lacked. I'm telling you, we are flowing in financial fortunes. Amen. So I want you to understand that the underlying motivation for these teachings is so that you will become or God has destined you to become. Don't fight it. Anything you fight, you can't have. Now when you are blessed and you say, Pastor, I have a Mercedes Benz for you, I'll take it, praise God. Hallelujah. I I wouldn't say no. I mean, because that's the effects of the blessing. Joseph said, when you go, remember me. That's the effect. So when God bless you, remember me. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's the after effect. I'm not expecting anything from you before you are. I'm expecting after you are blessed. When you are blessed and you don't even remember me, praise God. I won't be offended as I prayed for you. No, I won't be. But all I'm saying is the whole purpose of these teachings is for you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.